0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Yee. If you're looking to grow, be authentic, and step out of your comfort zone, then this is the podcast for you. My guest is Tyler Henry. He has the most incredible job as a strength coach. Currently, he works at the University of West Florida as a graduate assistant or GA. I know Tyler because we went to school together at the University of Alberta, and he took kinesiology as well. Not only was he in school full time, but he used to play for the Bears football team too. After graduating, he played for the CFL, and now he's in the United States. So if you want to learn more, keep listening. Hey, Jess. (laughs) So how are you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, just currently um, getting started with the new semester. Uh, our athletes are all back on campus now here at University of West Florida. Sweet. Um, so yeah, we're just we're just getting started with our training. Um, school's getting back to it now, and you know everyone's just trying to get a source or a sense of resemblance of normal again.
0: Yeah. So do you have to wear masks um, like all the time?
1: Yeah, so as a university, we follow the rules of, you know, making sure we're protecting our athletes and students. Um, so when they're in the weight room with us, everybody's following protocol, um, protocols for COVID. So whether that's masks six feet apart, um, you know, different limitations on how many athletes we can have in the facility, yeah. um, things of that nature.
0: How big is the facility?
1: So we have a pretty big facility here. Um, we have two weight rooms. Our main weight room has a total of sixteen racks, Um, so sixteen performance platforms. um, Not to mention, you know, two giant dumbbell pits. um, That's amazing. And then an outdoor facility. Of course, we live in Florida, so um, weather's still fairly good here, and you know we have access to that space as well. So.
0: Oh man, that must be so nice. Like we're kind of in the midst of like some kind of cold vortex thing again but it's been really warm and then all of a sudden like it just it's minus 20 now it was like minus three yesterday it was weird must be so Mm -hmm. nice to be in the hot like do you miss the winter
1: uh definitely not (laughs) that's good that's good it's um i mean being in florida it's it's really you know we, we pretty much skip the whole i mean we get winter but it's just it's a lot more like comparably to back where i'm from in alberta it's yeah. a lot more like, um, you know, like the, it's kind of, it feels more like October in Alberta, oh. pretty much from January all the way through March. So wow. it gets chilly, but thankfully we were able to skip the snow and, you know, we're able to stay outdoors and do all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, no, that's really good. Especially with COVID, being outdoors is probably the safest uh, way to train, hey? Absolutely. So what is your position there in Florida?
1: So here, um, I'm what we call a graduate assistant. And so, Sweet. Um, essentially, I was brought here to coach full-time um, while per- uh, pursuing a master's degree. And so, oh, I'm working so cool. full-time with my athletes. Um, I work as an assistant to the football program here. Um, and then I'm the head of strength conditioning for uh, our women's basketball team, as well as the swim and dive teams.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, I'm, like, kind of, like girling because I listen to like a lot of um, American podcasters like coaches strength coaches and they talk about all of these things and it's like kind of cool that like someone from U of A that I went to school with is doing all of this so that's awesome you're doing your master's
1: yeah, it's, it's been a really great opportunity. Um, I didn't necessarily know I wanted to pursue a master's, especially when I was in my undergrad. Yeah, you were telling but, me you uh, were
0: too sure and like you had a different idea for your future, but...
1: Absolutely. Well, and you know, it's a lot different in the United States with strength conditioning, right? I mean, there's a lot more money oh, yeah. in the athletics field. And so, um, you know, these positions that people are seeking uh, whether it's the head or, or, or full-time assistants in this industry, they're very competitive. And so very competitive. Um, yeah, and so with that being the case, you know there's a lot of steps that yeah. people have to get, you know, walk through, and, and a lot of connections you got to make to to get to those positions. And so, you know, where I'm at right now, that's um that's just one of those steps. Is you know, graduate assistance is a pretty common, common um step towards you know getting to that uh, you know director spot or a head time a uh, full-time uh, assistant position so a lot of times what people will do they'll start off as an intern just like we do up in canada um but the internships are again even really competitive still um oh, yeah. being able to earn an opportunity to to earn at a good school is definitely tough um you know you, you're working against a lot of people who have the same dreams and if you're able to you know establish enough of a a reputation in that process then maybe you get the opportunity to, to do a graduate assistant and, and you know from that position on maybe um again based on your connections based on your experiences you know you have to work really hard to get the opportunity to continue to move forward that's
0: amazing because uh I know the internship itself is like almost impossible to get without networking or a certain type of personality or a certain type of work ethic because it's basically all day every day like you don't really have weekends um you travel with the team sometimes from my knowledge and like um it's just training like a bunch of like athletes all the time basically
1: mm-hmm. like yeah it, my... like,
0: how long are your days
1: well when i was an intern so so i started off of course i interned in canada right and yep. um worked at a um, a private sports academy uh, called Apex, which is an Edmonton, and oh, yeah. that was my Apex? first, um, oh. yeah, I did, uh, that was actually my first, um, you know, legitimate intern experience, where it was, you know, for credit hours towards my, towards my program, and from, the, I mean, that position was, it was very much part-time, that yes. was yeah. probably more so along the lines of four hours, um, shoot, I think we were probably were there between three to four, maybe five days a week. Okay. Um. But as I moved forward, I sought out an intern opportunity at, at Texas Christian University, which is the first stop I made in the NCAA, and that was in nice. the beginning of 2019. And that was about, well, really, it was, it was a six-to-six six position. So you'd get there at six. Oh, my goodness. Um, and you'd you know, work in all day long. Um, that was pretty much required. Um, wow. A lot like I was mentioning in terms of, you know, making an impact and building good relationships. Um, things that I learned from a, a coworker who was also interning who had done this before at another major university was that, you know, you need to be the first one there. You need to be the first person there, beat the boss man to the door, show great initiative, um, you know, and, and really do extra. So a lot of times we were there probably more so, you know, 530, 545. Um, just taking initiative making sure that things were running the way they needed to and just being as helpful as possible. Um, we usually did that about six days a week, um, sometimes even seven. And uh, yeah, it was really, uh, I can't imagine, you know, trying to do something on the side when you are in this industry because it's, it really can consume your time. But, you know, if it's something you're passionate about, then um, you just realize it's necessary and, and, you know, you put the time in
0: exactly you must have been exhausted are your hours still fairly the same now
1: uh they're a little bit different now thankfully I have some (laughs) flexibility yeah um but I mean even still you know as a graduate assistant we call us we we're referred to as GAs here Um, yeah GAs yep this is so cool
0: sorry I'm like amazed because like as like when I was younger in our undergrad I was like like listening to these podcasts and like like everything you're saying is exactly what I was hearing and it's like really cool to have you here because if Canadians especially in like from U of A are aspiring to do this and like knowing that a Canadian can do it it's gonna really help them push forward I feel like sorry I interrupted
1: no problem no go, um, go ahead
0: so you're a, you're a GA
1: yep so as a GA I mean That experience can really vary depending on the program you're with, you know, who the director is and what his expectations are of you. But my experience here at West Florida, um, we have a lot of flexibility and it's um, we really operate a lot like a full time assistant in the strength conditioning field tends to operate, which is, you know, we're delegated teams which kind of makes us the head of those teams. Uh, and so we're able to kind of be a little more flexible with, okay, making our own schedules, awesome. um, booking the teams with, you know, certain times in accordance with the rest of the teams on campus, um, you know, and scheduling our own meetings with coaches and, yep. and things of that nature. So I've been really fortunate to just have flexibility in my, in my days, but I mean, even still as a strength conditioning coach, you should really be prepared to work a twelve with Willarday, um, oh, yeah. pretty commonly. That's, it's pretty common um, in our territory. So a lot of the times for me, you know, our football programs are starting at 6 a.m. So, you know, you're getting there at 5 an hour early, making sure that everything's ready to roll. Um, and depending on how you're able to schedule your other teams and other responsibilities, that might keep you at the facility until, you know, 5, 6 p.m. So uh, it can still be really long days. But there is a lot of time where, you know, maybe I don't have teams in the afternoon and, and I have a great boss. So you know, if I don't have to be here, he doesn't require me to be. So even though I still work a lot, um, I don't feel a sense of burnout just because at least I am able to take a little bit of ownership in my schedule and, and create space if I need it.
0: Yeah, that autonomy in your schedule, like or anyone's like strength and conditioning like as a coach or um trainer really does help with burnout, hey.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as an intern it's very easy to feel overwhelmed when <laughs> It's laid out before you and then there's yes, all that, you yeah. know, all the scheduling, all the time, all that stuff you have in front of you. And then you stack on top of that, the expectations of making an impression. It's very easy to to get over overworked. But, um, you know, I guess that's what being an intern is all about.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've heard like they just basically sleep there almost because <laughs> like sometimes like apparently like because of rent and stuff, right? Like they have to travel an hour to get to the place it's like mm-hmm. just it really depends obviously everything is different but this is this is amazing like how did you even okay so you started at athx which is mm-hmm. an edmonton um performance facility and that was your practicum with u of a correct yes yeah okay and then how was that
1: so my practicum experience was informative because <laughs> i mean again it's you know it's useful anytime you get a chance to apply the book knowledge Yes. towards something that is more relevant to the field right so oh yeah um that definitely was useful in that sense and just continuing to gain experience coaching um being in a professional setting um, i think those type of experiences are invaluable mm-hmm. and certainly those weren't my first experiences like that i mean i worked with plenty of private industries yes um yep. more part-time during school and stuff so they weren't my, it wasn't my first experience but again just just stacking those um, type of experiences together were useful for me. And um, I realized, though, when I was in that setting that the private industry just wasn't something that I was really passionate about. That's fair. Um, That's good. You know, and so I realized that, okay, there's a lot of great things happening. However, maybe this just isn't the right fit for me. I think there's still things that drive me personally Yeah. Um, that I think could be better... Um, you know, I could scratch that itch more effectively in a different setting. And so that's really what was driving me to seek out, um, you know, collegiate strength conditioning. Yeah, Of course, awesome. you know, because as a collegiate athlete myself, yep. that's a setting I was very familiar with. And um, I just decided for myself that that was something that would probably fit me better. Um, you know, somebody who's really motivated to – you know, my, my philosophy personally, right, is mm-hmm. – um, you know, I want to be the type of man that I needed as an athlete. Exactly. And
0: yeah, you mentioned that a lot when we were young. Yeah,
1: and you. Do, and I think everyone who's in sports can, you know, appreciate the amazing models that come into your life as you know trainers, as athletes. Yep. Um, and can really you know help you, especially in that time of your life, right where you're talking about, um, you know, eighteen to twenty-four, where you're really setting your face north right you're making decisions about who you're going to be and what you're going to do and yeah you know that's just a great time for somebody to intervene and be able to be a positive influence and and help to guide you and so that was really my driving force behind why collegiate strength conditioning made sense for me oh that's amazing yeah yeah so like with
0: athletics was it like more one-on-one um i'm guessing and then collegiate it's kind of like pretty like big groups like 30 athletes sometimes at a time before covid
1: yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and sometimes even more of a spectrum, you know, because yeah. in the private, yeah, you might get those one-on-ones at most. I think we, you know, had groups of mm, maybe 12 or 15 athletes at a time at the, at the very most. Oh, if, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, you had a good situation with a, you know, a small team or something from the area, but yeah. uh, a lot of times, small settings, um, and in frequency as well, right, because it's private, so. Oh, 100%. Um, you don't always get the same kids. You don't always get um, that exposure on a frequent basis. But yep. in collegiate strength conditioning, the same I mean, we get the same kids and you're going to get those kids for, you know, ideally, at least a whole year unless something crazy happens. So yeah. um, you get those kids through that whole calendar year and a lot of times um, you get them for their careers, right? You get them as a freshman. Exactly. And if you're fortunate to work in the same place the whole time and, you know, if those kids stick around, you're going to see those, um, those kids all the way through until they become seniors. And that is something to me that was just really attractive about the industry was, wow, like I get an opportunity to pour into somebody for four years in maybe arguably the most, you know, important time of their lives.
0: Holy. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, so, um, what was I gonna say here? How did you even kind of get from Apex all the way to Texas? Uh, I'll
1: tell you this, Jess. It's um, it was a lot of work. It yeah. was arguably more work to get there than it was to stay there. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, of course, as I'm sure a lot of listeners can appreciate, coming from Canada, the NCAA is. I mean, you know, we're all fans, and it's it's awesome to see. But in terms of the ins and outs and what it requires to get there and, and of course, not, you know, unless you have a unique situation, you don't have any connections. I know that was at least in my case. Mm-hmm. And um, and so how I got there was, uh, of course, I was drafted in, in 2017 when I finished my um, collegiate career, so I spent some time playing in the CFL and in my last season in 2018 when I was wrapping up the season, um, I was beginning to just take steps towards, okay, what does it look like to – uh, be an NCAA strength coach. Uh, what kind of steps do I need to take? Um, and what does the path typically look like? So so those kind of thoughts were happening. I mean, I was already having those thoughts in my, you know, senior year of, of U of A and just doing research. Um, you know, that's kind of how I understood why, it, you know, most coaches went from that intern to the GA to an assistant to a director. Yeah. Um, just gaining, gathering information and, you know, really from an outside perspective, just trying to put the pieces together. And once I was able to kind of figure that out, I realized that, okay, so an internship specifically at one of these uh, institutions was going to be my first, you know, my first real kick at the can. And so um, that was what I decided to do. And um, from that point on, um, everything that I did from that senior year of UVA A to my last year of pro was... Um, just me taking the time to, um, you know, gather information, contact information from these coaches, um, gather information about these programs and essentially just put myself out there. And, uh, my first time at it, it's actually pretty funny because I had a list of about 50, uh, division one schools that, uh, I said, okay, these are, these would be great programs to, to maybe try to get involved with. And um the first time that I sent out emails to all of these strength coaches, I think about three of them actually got back to me. Um only three. That's insane. Out out of (laughs) fifty. And I mean, my first go around out it, I mean, you know, I I sent an email that essentially included my life story, you know, a, a big long detailing map to why I wanna do this, why I'm passionate about it, and um why I'm, I'm seeking this internship and like I said just a handful of people really even got back to me and so yeah. um, thankfully the people who did get back to me gave me a little bit of coaching along the way and told me hey you know what um, we're not actually you know seeking an intern at this time when I was reaching out but here's some things that you could do that might help you to um, gain the attention of coaches when you are seeking an opportunity like this and so oh that's so, so nice I took, Yeah. And, 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 you know, from some big schools too, I mean, you know, big time strength coaches who've got a lot on their plate, but took the time to just give me a little bit of direction. And so I took that advice and, uh, and the next time around when I wanted to um, apply and continue to um, seek these opportunities out, I used some of this information that I had gathered and that now, you know, fast forward down the timeline. So now I'm a pro and I'm coming into the end of my season and I went again, I went at it again, um, just with a little bit of a different approach. Yep. Um, and um, all of a sudden, boom, you know, strength coaches started getting back to me and letting That's me know awesome. that, you know, we are looking for interns. If you want to send your stuff to us, um, we'll consider you. And so uh, I think about 10, 10 or 12 schools actually got back to me once I used that second approach. I used a different email. Wow. Um, just in case anybody maybe recognized the first one, I had no idea. I just thought, <laughs> I <fair>. don't want to, <laughs> I, I just want a fresh opportunity to do this again and, and yeah. see where it takes me. And so, uh, about 10 or 12 of those schools, um, gave me a chance to apply and to be considered. And, um, once I was able to send my stuff in, I was able to get about eight of those, um, as interviews, That's amazing. um, and out of those eight interviews, about six of them actually said that they would take me. And so it was uh, it was pretty cool just to see how a little bit of coaching from some people who didn't even know me exactly. were able to um, help to take me to that next level and, and give me some opportunities. And of course I learned a lot about the industry during those interviews and, yeah. and discussing with these strength coaches, just getting a handle on you know what the business is all about because it is a lot different than um, how we do it in Canada. And so so
0: different, yeah.
1: You know, and um, uh, basically at that point, I was committed and prepared to go to the University of Georgia. That's where I thought I was going to go. That's where I accepted and um, had a bit of a crazy intervention where while I was on my way to the bank to send off a check, which basically just held down the place I was going to live in in Georgia that they had set up for me, um, I received a phone call from um, a guy named Zach Dakin from TCU on my way to the bank. and. Oh. me a call and uh, he just said hey you know what i know it's a little bit late but i wanted to give you a chance to interview for this intern position and so i took it right there on the spot in my car that's good Um, coach dakin and i ended up speaking for about two hours and i realized as soon as i got off the phone with that man that that was the type of guy that i wanted to work for and um, i decided to go ahead and scratch my opportunity with georgia and i committed to tcu to be an intern Uh, wide-eyed, totally green. Um, At that point, it was about November. And um, I said, okay, I guess I'm going to Texas in January. And so that's how it got set up. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. He put me in contact with the other intern that they they decided to select. um, And we essentially organized a place to live uh, ahead of time. Wow. you know, the cheapest place we could find in Fort Worth, Texas. And um, Exactly. We went ahead and and jumped in, you know, two feet first, um, totally blind and, and that's how it all got started.
0: Oh man, that's that's really good. Like it it kinda goes to show that like I feel like America does it better in this field specifically in terms of networking. Like where networking is actually a big deal and it's not always about your schooling and like It's not always about, you know, trying to be professional and like being like everyone else. It's like you have to have a conversation for two hours. Like you have to have that connection with that, with with the employer, right? It's not just like, okay, why do you want to do this? You know, it's not just like a normal retail job interview, if that makes sense.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, network is everything in this industry. Everything.
0: So like, uh... are you, are you, um, sorry, are your shifts like split shifts?
1: Kinda. Of? Uh, so, I mean, as a GA, we, um, yeah, I mean, like I was kind of mentioning earlier, it's you're, you have the autonomy to to schedule yourself accordingly. So yes. a lot of times my days, like I'll tell you, I'll run you through a typical day for sure, me. Sure, please.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so let's say Monday coming up, um, we'll have football coming in at six and. So we'll get there at about five, get everything set up, ready to roll. Uh, we run three different football groups um, just because of COVID. And so we have to have yeah. smaller groups. And so we're run three groups of about um, 30 and change athletes. Um, we get that done at about 10 a.m. Yep. Uh, once we finish with football, uh, I take care of basketball. So basketball will be coming in at about 1230. Um, so I've got about two hours to take care of some programming, uh, any meetings I need to attend to debrief the lifts from oh, football, yeah. um, things of that nature, maybe study if I have some time to take care of some school. Um, and then boom, we're right into to basketball strength conditioning. So we do that an hour later, we're finished up, you know, it's one thirty. Well, the next thing that I would have on the itinerary on Monday is the swimmers who come in at, uh, at four thirty. So oh now I've got about a handful of hours to Again, just take care of the little things. Um, if you need to do programming, yeah, meetings, anything of that nature. I mean, that's usually when I do my own training. Is in that window as yes. well. Yes. Yep. Um, so you know, just working on the same things that we're preaching to our kids, and um, you know, there's you know, so swim comes in, we do their strength conditioning four thirty five thirty, um, get that wrapped up, and then I've got class from six to nine p.m. Oh so, my
0: goodness! <laughs> 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 oh. You're like you're like super like a superhuman or something because that's a long day. Like even trying to get the motivation to get up for five, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it's definitely it's definitely a lot of work. Um, but, you know, the great thing is, is that as you move forward in the industry, yep. you're you're required like you just take on less and less. Yep. And you become more specialized in a handful of things. So your time changes, right? I mean, as an intern, we helped with every team. Exactly. Um, we were constantly trying to make ourselves valuable to the entire program. So you're giving yourself away every minute of the day. Um, yeah. Now as a GA, I've only got a few teams to take care of. So now my my time on the floor is less. Yep. But now I, I spend more time doing other things like school, because that's a part of what I do now, yep. um, as well as, of course, just, you know, managing and and helping everything else to run smooth. So it's less time on the floor, but you know, the responsibilities change. And, and now as I move into, you know, an assistant position, yep. now again, it's, you know, a couple teams, maybe even one team, if you're in a big enough program. Um. So now again, your time on the floor is less, but your time elsewhere becomes, you know, more uh, management style of things. Yeah. And so, I and mean, of course, as you graduate, you're done with that as well.
0: Wow. Oh my goodness. That's like, it's just sounds crazy. Like that day, like it's actually real. Like the grind is actually real when you want to become a strength coach and people, especially in Canada, don't realize that, you know, like they just Mm -hmm. think like you're just working with really cool athletes or like someone like, for example, McDavid, you know, like that high level athlete, it's like glorious, but it's actually just kind of terrible. But if you're passionate (laughs) in it, you just keep going. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There's, this is not the industry for you if you think that you know it's all just sunshine and rainbows and and, and glory I mean honestly I would say strength conditioning is the opposite of that strength conditioning is um an industry where you get a a very little recognition um you know you're you're behind the scenes you're taking care of your athletes you're making sure that they are in position to receive all of those wonderful things um meanwhile your job is to um take care of the background so it really it doesn't have a lot of glory um and a lot of times you know depending on the school as well you're not going to get rich you know it's not a super super high paying gig unless again you've worked your way all the way through into some of those really big division one programs um in a in a head position or um, a higher up position so yeah it's it's humble beginnings and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work but but there is a lot of great um there's a lot of great benefit to the to the job as you go forward in terms of, you know, your time and your money and, exactly. and things of that nature. Like,
0: mm-hmm. keep, you just keep growing. And if you stick to it and keep grinding in a way and, like, no, like without a burnout and you think this is for you, um, from what I hear, at least, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You kind of, like you said, you keep going up. You know, if you just keep your level of work ethic and kind of passion, I feel like, in a way, you're not ever going to go backwards, Unless, like, it, obviously you just give up on it. Is that kind of mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. I think that's the cool thing about our industry yes, is that yeah. you have to develop the qualities that are so important to communicate to young athletes.
0: Communications is huge.
1: Right? I mean, it would be it would be honestly a little bit fake if yeah. you didn't have to work really hard to get where you are as a strength coach. And then try to preach qualities to your athletes like discipline and you know delaying gratification and sacrifice, um and commitment and, and things that you know we know are so important in the sport industry when you're yes. talking about pursuing excellence right and so uh, I think it's only fitting that as a strength coach when you sit in a position one day where you have a lot of uh, reach to athletes and you have a lot of influence. That you can share a story that is meaningful and connects to the same principles that you're trying to communicate
0: exactly and like those little things are what what actually makes the job you know like yeah you're always behind the scenes but seeing like that athlete you know pass that plateau or get that basket or whatever it might be their goals because of that little story or that connection you have with them is actually probably the most rewarding hey Mm
1: -hmm. yeah most definitely
0: so i know you have to go thank you so much for giving up your time for this Um, so quickly before you do, um, leave, I was just curious, do you like America more than Canada? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I love it here. And the reason I love it here is because, um, here in the United States, there is, there is a greater emphasis on sport performance. Exactly. Yep. Um, and the reason that I can say that and what would back that is, um, the priority of sports uh, in the collegiate setting, in the private setting, yep. there's just more money going into these things. And I know that, you know, there's more monies in in these institutions period, but I think that that really does come from a priority shift.
0: Yep, um, oh yeah.
1: I found myself very frustrated at the University of Alberta a lot of times because I felt like out of all the money that came through that program, yep. I just felt like we had very little of that go towards um, you know, helping athletes to achieve, uh, to achieve greatness. I think that there was just a bit of a shift in priority. And so for sure. being, being a strength coach, of course, that's what I'm passionate about. So where, you know, I can go, when I can go to a place where I feel like my, my, my skills and what I'm passionate about is matched with those around me, um, definitely something that just seems like an appropriate fit. So, you know, if you're listening on this and you feel that type of way about mm-hmm. athletics, Sport performance um, could be anything, whether it's the athletic training side of things, um, strength coach, uh, or if you're an athlete yourself, uh, I think that America is um, just an amazing place because the opportunities are endless. And, um, you know, it really does uh, lay on your shoulders to um, seek those opportunities out. But at the end of the day, they're there and they're present.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Because I feel like Canada in the sport industry, for sure, not only is the funding less or Uh, Not prioritized like they're we're like 10 years behind when it comes to like athletics and stuff Like in terms of coaching sometimes you like each team only has like a normal coach an athletic trainer and Maybe like a psychologist not really and then no testing is done like nothing is like set in stone But in America you have like I'm guessing a whole team like a physio a trainer like um, a psychologist strength coach that actually knows what they're doing and is specialized and then um the regular coach for the sport is that kind of right
1: absolutely yeah yeah absolutely it's a unified really nice. yeah unified team to see one common goal
0: exactly that's awesome okay well thank you so much for doing this um I really appreciate it and I hope I don't have a big listenership yet but um I really hope that like especially kin students or the strength like aspiring strength coaches actually take this and it's kind of nice to have a perspective of not from not only from an American but someone who came from Canada started you know at U of A and just you know really grinded it out and tried to get as many networks and as many jobs as he could and just that it is possible because like honestly from like when I was younger when I thought I wanted to become a strength coach not only is it harder as a female but I was always like man like it feels impossible to go to america like Mm -hmm. it just doesn't seem like realistic at all you know Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. but like this is super like inspiring and i hope like whoever is listening who wants to work in america kind of like in the same position as you um kind of want like i hope they get inspired to actually push themselves or at least maybe talk themselves out of it because it is a grind and it's hard and it's not for everyone right
1: Absolutely, I totally agree, and um, that's a that's a great message. And I think that um, you know, if I can be a resource or or any type of utility to to those who are pursuing similar things or have that vision, um, of course, I'd love to leave you know my information with you, Jessica. Yes,
0: for sure. Please. um, Anybody
1: who who'd love to just talk shop or better understand some of the the ins and outs to that process, um, happy to be a resource there um because yeah at the end of the day information is information is key and um if any, you know if my experiences can be useful for somebody in that position then I'd be happy to help
0: yeah that'd be awesome yeah so I'll have all his information and then um feel free to contact him he is super busy but I'm sure he'd love to help especially kind of the humble begins he came from and um yeah Tyler is actually just super just quickly but he's like super passionate and has always been such an amazing person like since my first year in university we did like I think it was like a management course 105 I think I don't know but we worked together in a group and he was just so nice and very motivational and he's really easy to talk to if that helps (laughs) Mm, appreciate that yeah no worries so have a good rest of your day I hope it's not too long um and thank you for your time